Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The tires and light the fires, Big Daddy. The matchups. The superstars, the games. Starting defense, place at the table. Wow! This is Football Sunday on the Fan, a comprehensive look at today's National Football League action with your hosts Mike Lynch and Rashad Taylor. You all know what you have to do. Remember, no one, and I mean no one, comes into our house and pushes us around. This is Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Happy Sunday morning, everybody. Welcome into Football Sunday. Mike, Rashad, Joe with you until 11 o'clock today, leading you into Seahawks pregame. Happy 9 a.m. Happy 9 a.m. and happy Russell Wilson is back day, Seahawks fans. I'm kind of excited for that. I'm, I'm not I'm not sure why, but I, I, I'm, I'm excited for Russ being back. Well, we will talk about the Seahawks 10 o'clock hour. I'd like to see if we think... They can turn this season around, which has been really bad. They have looked really bad, and they have not had Russ for a couple of games. But even with him, they had there was a, there was a weird vibe around the Seahawks this year. But uh, maybe there's some maybe there's some positives we can find. So we'll talk about that in the ten o'clock hour. Uh, don't forget, we got fantasy scramble coming up here in thirty minutes today, nine thirty. Jesse Osmond from Explicit Fantasy Football will join us. So send those start sick questions to 1080. And uh, you can find us on social media. I'm at Mike Lynch 27 on Twitter. Rashad's at TaylorMade503. Joe, our producer, is at JoeFish3, F-I-S-C-H. But we wanted to start with this conversation because I asked Rashad this question before we went on the air. And I went, wait, let's save this for on the air. I saw this tweet, and I, I, I forgot this was happening. But it's from Chris Mortensen. Carson Wentz is having a baby. Congratulations, Carson. His second baby. And he talked to his wife. And they decided that he would still play today, and he's still going to play next week. Now, you know, we, we hear this in the NFL, right? It's like, ah, oh, I'm having a kid, but my team's really important. I got I to gotta, I gotta play my game. I feel like for me as a person, there would be no effing way, no matter what my job was, that I would be missing the birth of a child. None at all. Now, they did say that they're going to try to induce labor after, the, after today, like tomorrow. But 
you know, you can't really control these things. If the baby's coming, the baby's coming, right? And uh, I was just curious, was like, would you would you miss the birth of your child if you were an NFL quarterback to start a week 10 game? Am I, you said to start? You're, uh, you're Carson Wentz. You're a mid-tier uh, NFL quarterback on a my second, good but not great team, and it's your second kid. Are we in the playoff hunt? Like, if we, yeah, we rattle, mean, if we rattle up some games off, like, and I mean, there's a, yeah. The, the we, Colts are in the playoff hunt. Yeah, yep. so, yeah. The I'm, AFC I, is kind of weird. I think we have to. I think I have to play. And this is going to sound terrible. Sorry for all the second-borns out there, but by kid number two, you're a little more aware of what you're supposed to do. And you're you're not as scared. You're not as, you know, anxious. Granted, you're still all those things, you know, but not as much because now you're prepared. You've at least been through some something like it already. Mm-hmm. You know, and every pregnancy can be different. Every birth can be different. C-section, all type of stuff. So things can be relatively different in there. But for the most part, you're already, you've already been there. So I, I think I have to play in that game. And then depending on what, I was just looking, I can't find it. Depending on what his game checks look like, that's not something you just want to miss. Like if and I'm, it's probably in how the, does that work? If you're having a kid, do they not pay you a game check? Like you don't get that money? Is like an excused absence? I don't know. I don't like, know. You know, and so like I assume he he gets somewhere around two hundred, three hundred thousand, four hundred thousand for a game check. You know, so I that don't might know. Even be low. Yeah, I, and yeah, I might be lowballing right there. I'm not sure how much he gets paid per year, but yeah. So I don't know. I. I if they say they're going to induce Monday, yeah, I think I'm going to play Sunday night, and I'll be on the first thing smoking. <laughs> I really don't. I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could do it. First kid, no. First no. kid, I have to miss this game. But if we're talking second, third kid, yeah, um, I, I have to play. So I'm, I'm, put me in, coach. What about you, Joe? Would you miss the birth of a child to be your starting NFL quarterback on a mid-tier team as a mid-tier QB? Your second child. Second child. Yeah, that uh, that second child definitely throws a loop into things, uh, doesn't it? <laughs> the child comes into the world, and then dad just already doesn't care. Yeah. Second one, I mean, I'm kind of with Rashad here. It's like I was there for the first one. Obviously, that's the most important because it's the first experience of all that. But second one, you kind of go through the motions. Mom, you know what to do, right? All right, yeah. push. And, and- he, he, ho. We breathe, <laughs> you know, you know yeah. what to do. Yeah. You got the nurses there. Yeah. We've been through me if you need anything. Yeah. You've been through the miles. You've practiced and everything at this point. So hopefully, you know, mom has a good, and if I'll be honest, these guys are rich. So there's a lot of additional supports that you can get, you know, when you're going through these situations, you know, I just uh, did some rough math by the way. Okay. So his salary this year is $15,400,000. Must be nice. Okay. Uh, he had a roster bonus and stuff, but that's different. So if it's just his salary, I divided it by 18, and it's $85,555 per game. <laughs> per game. Also, wow. Seeing these numbers sometimes make you feel really, really, really small, right? <laughs> per to game. Play, once a, a week, you make $85,000. To play a children's game. That's so, man, it's, it's, it's crazy when you really when you really think about what athletes get paid. NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball. It's really mind mind blowing considering there's somebody outside playing for free right now. No, that's not right. Why did the calculator do that? Eighty five K times eighteen is one million. What? The oh, calculator God. okay. So he underestimated. No, he's, yeah, he's got so it. he's making eight hundred and fifty eight thousand. That sounds then. a little closer. So I was about to say eighty five thousand. Made it worse. <laughs> it's like a practice player. Yeah. 
Which is a great Why did the calculator do job? that? I typed it incorrectly, too. Okay, whatever. Thank you, calculator. Yeah, it's $858,000 per game. If, if right now, either of per you game. knew you could play a professional sport, but you would never actually play, never actually get on the, on the field, on the court, on the ice, none of that stuff, but you're going to be officially on the team, and you're going to make, let's okay. say, 85000 a year. Are, are, are you going to do that, or do you want to play? I feel like that's less than even like veteran. Yeah, no, I'm are. saying, I'm saying it's 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 low. We're gonna we're gonna put. You're it just here. talking about for this rule that you're creating. Yeah, just been saying like if it was just hundred thousand, but you know you're you're never going to play. Your your jersey's not gonna have a name on the back, <laughs> so you better hope you play for the Yankees, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> but you get to be like with the team and practice. But you and get stuff? to practice. You get to do. Is, the stuff. is it me and you my girl that you know all the all the same stuff that happens? I for get Neil old shade. Uh, yeah. Is it me with my current like body? Like, am I actually? Because I'm not super great at any particular sport. So, like, what am I? Just like a schlub at you the end of the bench like in Bartolo baseball? Cologne. That's oh, what man, you get to look like. Well, I, I already kind of do. That's fine. But, <laughs> I'm saying um, it's the body type we all get. <laughs> that's the archetype. You look, you look like Cece. Yeah, I mean, if I could do it baseball wise, and I'm part of the team, and they like, and I can like be in the dugout for games. Sure, I'll pick. I'll get paid six figures to sit there. I'll go football. I think that the travel schedule of uh, baseball, the Rivers, yeah, I mean that's that's a lot of travel, a lot of games. I feel like the, you know, do you get all the benefits of being a, a player though? You don't get a per diem. Why every day? Because you're you're you know what I'm saying. I feel like I'm jersey. putting up with a lot of you know a lot of Man, s listen, just to listen. They, it's one of those like non scholarship <laughs> uh, kind of things where we're going to pay you, but we're not going to give you a lot of the amenities. It's like you're going to play for the Donald Sterling Clippers. Right, you're not going to have a lot of stuff in between there. Can I have V Stiviana? Can you have what? V Stiviana. That was I mean, the name sure. of the girl that was with me. I mean, me. sure. You can have as many of those as you want. They're they're, they're not going to care. They just see you on the on the, in the dugout. So they're like, okay, well, this guy's on the team. I like him. So there's perks, but you're not going to get. But a then lot they of the ask, so are you like how many millions of dollars do you make playing that sport? And then you're like, oh no, it's like the special contract where I only make eighty five thousand a year. And yeah, like, once oh, I'm okay. once I'm on this team for ten I'm years, out. I'll be a millionaire. Yeah, you know what I mean. So you can ride this out for as as long as you feel like, and you're not playing, so it's not like you're hurting your your knees or your shoulder or you know getting Tommy John or anything like that. So I'm just like sitting on the end of the uh, end of the bench in the dugout, sad, like eating a burger. Looking sad, like. <laughs> Hand on your nice chin. run, guys. Uh, yes, you ha- and you have to be the most supportive person on the team. Well, of course, that's the thing. You have to. You can't well, look, have a bad if, day. If you aren't playing, I feel like the only way to stay active in the game is to be one of the. There you go. Good strike three right there, bud. Yeah, that's, you know you got to do that. That's all. That's all you can do. But that's your role. That's your officially. You're like the unofficial mascot. You're just the uh, guy that does the baseball talk on the bench. Come on, baby, out of bed. Yep, yep. Yeah, <laughs> those guys. There's a like borderline the pitch. Hey, blue. <laughs> what's the what's yeah, the equivalent that. of that in like basketball? Or I don't think there is. I think Zach baseball Collins. is the. Well, no, you you got to be the end of the bench cheerleader. Yeah, Zach Collins, the one who stands up after every three and puts the but, goggles but on. Zach was actually in the game though falls. at points. You know what I mean? Like, well, yeah. yeah, I mean, you're but, more like end of career Chris Kamen, laying across all the seats to relax <laughs> during a game. That's fair enough. Sounds relaxing. Yeah, but you also have to have his lung. Long hair, not his bald hair. You got to go long, Chris Kamen. I mess with Chris Kamen, man. Chris Kamen was always a favorite of mine. Okay, but do you want that hair? I'm not, I'm I'll not rock it. about it. I'll rock it like a pre-Hulk Hogan type thing. I'll rock that. No problem. I feel like you're like Dame's cousin who's on the team. 
right? Yes. Just Kelgen, Kelgen Ble- Blevins. Yeah, yeah Blevins. Just, just That's like, he's literally Dame's cousin, I believe. I, I know a guy, so I get to be here, basically. I play when we're up by 30 he in the fourth play. quarter. I guarantee he's like a fan who's like, man, they let me sit with the team sometimes, so I'm going <laughs> to just go down there. They gave me a jersey and everything. And the waitress even comes up and gives me some popcorn. Serious, man, I get everything, man. You don't even know. I would get really, really creative with the like props I use for celebrations. Have you ever seen um, – it was a college team. It was a viral video that was a couple of years ago. It was a college bench that had all sorts of insanely well-thought-out, choreographed celebrations for when something cool happened. It was, I would do something like that. Like they like would like the they like created the like team. a boat and like one of the guys was the boat and other people were rowing and it's all sorts of like scenes they would do. It was really funny. I could see you being the choreographer for the team, come in with some leg warmers. All right, guys, this is where we're gonna do today. <laughs> Me and leg warmers with my giant calves. I don't know. I think that that'd be a sight to see. I don't know if that would fit at all. All right, let's get into uh, the football portion of the show here. This is football Sunday after all. Fantasy scramble nine thirty, but we will begin reacting to two wins. Two State of Oregon wins that happened yesterday. The Beavs are bowl eligible. And the Ducks, well, they didn't cover, but they uh, <laughs> they pushed at 14, and they won. So, you know, it's the Ducks. That's what go. they do. We'll get to that next. This is Football Sunday on the Fan. Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. 916 here on your Sunday morning. Football Sunday. Got Fantasy Scramble coming up next. Text those questions 503-250-1080. We'll get to as many as we can with Jesse in the next two segments. But both Oregon and Oregon State got wins yesterday. For the Beebs, it's about time. You lost to Cal. You lost to Colorado. Both of those games were for your bowl eligibility. And then you go to a Stanford team that's flailing. Their starting quarterback is out. They're starting a guy for his very first start. And you finally got that win to get you to be bowl eligible. Congratulations, Oregon State fans. You no longer have to wait to make the postseason. You are going to the bowl. You're going bowling. Yeah, rush the field. They, sh- they I mean, they probably should have. Just, to, you know, how, how long has it been? It's been since, I think, 2013, 20, I think. You know, I'm going to do, do some research here i'm gonna look at all power five teams and see who has the longest bull drought out of all power five teams i would think vandy maybe is up there that it's probably been a while since they've been to a bull game kansas i don't know when the last time they went to a bull so wasn't kansas good like a couple years ago no i mean a couple years ago as in like 10 years ago yeah like 20 years ago was it that long ago yeah it's been a really long time like when them and mizzou were at the top of the rankings i feel like that was like 2003 or something uh, yeah, 2013 was the last bowl, Hawaii Bowl, and they beat Boise State in that game, 38-23. to 23. So, first bowl in eight seasons for the Beavs. They beat Stanford 35-14, and it's kind of what we talked about the last few weeks is there's only so much of we run the ball better than you that you can do without having any help from the quarterback, and Chance mm-hmm. Nolan came and played well yesterday. 19-25, 257 yards. He had two touchdowns. They ran the ball for 218 yards, spread over a bunch of guys, and it was just a balanced attack. Stanford's quarterback looked like he was making his first start, and they had three guys throw a pass yesterday. So it was uh, it was a pretty solid, carefree win for most of it. I mean, it was low scoring in the first half. It was just 14-zip at halftime, but 
it just kind of felt like the Beavs game the entire way through. No, it, it was it was a good win. Uh, 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 I don't want to say dominating win, but controlling win for the Beavs all the way through. You know, when you got to go to three different quarterbacks just to see what, you know. Well, I'm assuming one of those may have been like a receiver or something. something like that. But when you have to try to put in three different, you know, guys to try to make something happen from the the quarterback position at any point, man, it just lets you know that you're not there. Unless you're the team blowing someone out and each of your quarterbacks get a chance to go in there and make something happen, we've seen that happen. But that wasn't the case yesterday for Stanford. And um, total of 94 yards through three quarterbacks yep 10 of 22 for 94 yards one touchdown two interceptions yeah uh, it was just it was just one of those games for them but Peach hey. report gave um one uh ari patu the the guy making emoji. his first start yeah yeah the 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 poop emoji oh they did qpr okay it was you know it was it was pretty funny but chance nolan this is what we've been waiting for for the past what three weeks now four yeah. weeks you know he's been struggling and throwing some picks and really some Uncare what we what we still I think kind of feel is uncharacteristic you know throws for him because I think at first we were used to seeing him kind of make big plays and even when he made mistakes he figured out ways towards the end of the game to put some big drives together and and make something happen but this was a guy that he only missed on six passes and he was just he was this is the, honestly this is this may have been the best game that we've seen him play so far you know I, I look back at the. There was a couple uh, early in the yeah, year. There was a couple early well. in the year, but you know, uh, I think this was a game that I, they all knew they needed to win. Um, you don't want to take this losing streak into a, uh, the Civil War game. With well, Oregon. against three woeful teams, there you, you go. You don't want to drop all to three win, of those. You, you've got to win those games, and now here you are looking at you know possibly um, winning seven games on the season. You know, next week versus Arizona State. Like who, if a year ago. Last year, I mean, you could win eight. You could beat the. You Ducks. could win eight. You know, that's, Oregon State has constantly that's been a real thing. Given the Ducks' problems you know, the last few years, that's a real thing. You could actually go ahead and 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 beat the Ducks. You know, this year and in the season with with eight games, like just eight even, wins and hurting or wins. ruining their college football playoff chance. Last year at this time, if I'd have told you that the Beavs win seven games, would you hate it or love it? The Beavs won seven games. We'd, I probably would have said hate it. We probably would have all. I, I guess six. For this year, just because that was the expectation, but I probably would have said hated just because of past history, right? You know, and so history. and yeah, we're we're still looking at uh, Gary. What was Gary's last name? Gary Anderson. There you go. Oh, okay. guy, I was like, the, the, I was like, are you talking? I don't know what Gary. Yeah, my dad. You Hello, still think about, well, not not Gary Lynch. Hey, Mister Lynch, my God, I love your dad. Man. Your dad's <laughs> an awesome dude. But you you still think about you know uh, Gary Anderson? You still kind of thinking about. Um, just the bunch, the years of almost and almost there and not quite there. And then, okay, they're nowhere close to there. And now here it is. The Beavs are finally in a position. It's like they're trending the right way. Six wins on the season. I wouldn't know. Um, they're not going to get that. But now here they are looking at possibly seven and, you know, trying to play spoiler for the Oregon Ducks and, and make it eight. So, man, shout out to – the, the beeves shout out to John Smith and that job that he's done with that program. Just a quick year, not year, but in one year, you've seen the program completely turn around. This is his third year, fourth year, fourth head man. Yeah. So fourth year. So if any college um, athletic directors and presidents are looking, this is what you have to do. If your program is struggling and has struggled for a while, it's going to take longer than three years. It might take four. It might take five. Give them an opportunity to turn things around. It's hard to recruit to schools that people don't think it's going to be. It's also hard to count the COVID year fully, too. 
One hundred percent. If you erase that, this is third year. Yeah. But yeah, fourth year total. Absolutely. Two and ten, five and seven, two and five, six and four with two games to go. Ducks beat Washington State 38-24. was predicted by all of us who watch Oregon on a regular basis that this would be a much closer game than it should have been. It was. Uh, there was a point in the second half where, it, you know, Oregon had the game pretty much in control. But um, there was a couple of situations in this game where Oregon kind of got really lucky and then Oregon got really unlucky. The The lucky being on the very first drive of the game Jaden Delora fumbling it at the two yard line and having it go out of the back of the end zone for a touchback when they were at the goal line after a 70 yard run on the first drive, massive swing for Oregon because Oregon's offense in the first half was not great. Mm -hmm. And then in the second half, the swing was the opposite way where they had a uh, Oregon's offense was very good in the second half. They scored on every single drive, but one, this one, and they got to the goal line, Anthony Brown, is spinning in and the ball comes out and no camera angle was clear enough to show that he crossed the plane. So they up uh, upheld the fumble and Washington state recovered it and brought it all the way down the field. And they wound up kicking a field goal there, but it was one of those. It was just one of those games. It was like Oregon was clearly better. They had that really bad luck thing go on. They had the really good luck thing happen in the beginning of the game with that fumble and Otherwise, it was it was a pretty typical Oregon game. The first half, they punted a lot. They did have a couple of touchdowns. They had a fumble in that, too. Travis Dye fumbled in the first half. Second half, they came out. Game plan was sound. They scored in every drive. I, I want to count that drive where Anthony Brown fumbled at the goal line because I really think he got into the end zone. They scored on every single drive, and uh, they won the game. That's kind of been Oregon's MO this year is, hey, this is really close, so let's uh, pull away a little bit here at the end. And there's been, you know, some outliers to that, obviously. But, the, you know, a general thought on Oregon football is we're playing this team too close. Oh, well, we still won anyway. That's kind of how it felt. Yeah, you know, and, you know, 14 point win, one by two touchdowns. So, you know, it's hard to say that they didn't handle business, although Washington State's not very good. I mean, well, let, let me take that back. Washington State's, yeah, they're middle of the road, you know. so Washington State always gives the Ducks problems. Yeah, you know, always. there's a lot of those teams that, that kind of do. But, um Yesterday, you saw how good Anthony Brown was with his legs. I think that was a, a, a big thing. Had 123 yards. Anthony Brown, the running the back. Ground. Yeah, you know, so um, I think we know his his future as an NFL prospect isn't very – it's not there. You know, so he, he, he may get run as in another position or something I like that. I would say but, he would likely be an undrafted free agent would be my guess. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so – If not a – maybe a sixth or seventh round pick, maybe. A flyer. Yeah. So, but yesterday I, th- I thought he did, he did well, and even passing the ball again, you're not you're not going to get a, a lot of passes over the top for him. I, not that I don't know if he can do it. I don't, I don't think, think he sees it sometimes. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes guys are wide like open and he just guys. checks you know, it down. I'm like, what are you looking for? And man? a lot of that could be confidence. It's just not knowing, and possibly just because he hasn't done it many times this year. But you know, a lot of it could just be um, just not willing to do it because he's afraid to make a mistake. So. 135 yards, it's, you know, nothing to write home about. He averaged six yards of completion. Six yards, yeah. So the king of the check down. Yeah. You know, that's that's pretty much you what you were doing. But he did well on the ground. Travis Dye had a – Travis Dye is – He also uh, didn't make any mistake minus that fumble, which may or may not have been you go. a fumble. You know, they take away that fumble. He played a, a, a mistake-free game for the most part. But Travis Dye is a guy that, like, 
he's never going to have – it doesn't seem like he's going to have like 100 and some odd yards rushing, but he always figures out a way to get a touchdown or two. I know. Or you three. Would, looking at him, you don't yards think his six body, touchdowns. You don't think his body can handle it, and yet here he is. Yeah, so I'm looking at this team and saying, no, things aren't perfect. I think we know that. I think there are still a lot of things that they can fix. But I look at these other teams, man, Georgia's perfect right now. There's nothing that Georgia does, doesn't do well. You know, at this point, special teams is great. Offense is great. Defense is shut down. Like, there's nothing Georgia doesn't do well. You know, and I'm looking at the rest of the of the other teams in the playoffs and in the playoff, and yeah, there's there's some blemishes on those teams. It's like they're not perfect teams, and Oregon is just, I guess, the least of those you know perfect teams in the top four. But you know, it's they they showed a metric that you know Oregon, I guess, has the if you can believe this, has the toughest route to the playoff or to the to the playoff. And they did like this little metric on, um, what was it, um, wherever the game was, ESPN, where was the game yesterday? ESPN. Yeah. yeah. And so, of course, they have to beat Washington State, and then next week they have to beat number Utah. 24, Utah. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the tough Civil War game, you know, with them. And then we forget, there's a Pac-12 championship that has to be played after that. That there so, is. So, somebody may be playing spoiler. In the is, that, is, that, is that Utah? I think I'm checking right now. I've Did Utah – Win yesterday? They did win. They beat Arizona by like 10. Maybe. Yeah, it was a really ugly game because Arizona's U- Utah awful. does lead the Pac-12 South right now uh, by a game over Arizona State, and Arizona State is so damn lucky that's the case because they were losing to Washington yesterday like 24-14 with like eight minutes left in that game. I think I looked and it was like 24-7 at some point. Like ASU was getting I literally rolled. changed the game with eight minutes left. I'm like, wow, all right, well, Washington might win this. Check out this Ole Miss game. I go back to it. They're up 35-24. Whoa! <laughs> it was. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Full fledged like, collapse. Even then, when huh? Jimmy Lake is in there, Washington sucks. Yeah. So right now it would be Utah again, and Utah has kind of figured it out here in the second half of the season. Remember at the beginning of the year, they had that quarterback, the Baylor guy, and it was supposed to be like, "Oh, they finally figured out the quarterback position." Well, he he was having a rough time, and he transferred out immediately. And uh, yeah, now, since then they figured it out. They're six and one in the conference. So the Ducks will get to play them and then get to play them again, most likely. And, uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of tough games coming up. And it's a good thing. It's it's funny. You'll notice this. The committee will do this. We got a break, by the way. The committee will do this. They will put teams into the rankings who are facing a potential playoff team to help their uh, help their road. So the fact that Utah was ranked 24th last week, are they deserving of 24? I mean, they are 7-3, and three, so maybe they, they could fit themselves in there. But I sat there and I went, the committee wants to get Oregon a chance to get a top 25 win. Mm-hmm. Just like they did when the, in the first rankings came out, there were like five ranked Big Ten teams in the 17 to 25 range. That felt good. Felt good. Oh, is that my mouse? Oh, my <laughs> mouse is on a drop. <laughs> All right. Um, thank you. That's uh, <laughs> Anderson right. Cooper drink noises. Uh, primetime drop. That's your right cue there. to break sound. That is my cue to break sound. Uh, I saw that. I was like, okay. So they're going to give Oregon a chance to get another top twenty-five or two top twenty-five wins by playing Utah in the if they get them in the Pac-12 title game too. So that could be potentially helpful for the Ducks. Just went out. That's all. That's all and Oklahoma lost yesterday, which helps you because an undefeated Oklahoma team would certainly have some things to say. Absolutely. Now that they have a loss, their their strength of schedule and their their uh, what's the term that they use their resume is really really rough so that helps the ducks a lot just went out just keep winning even if it's ugly just, just keep win, winning baby. all right let's get to the fantasy scramble text in those fantasy football start sick questions 503-250-1080 it's a tough week there's a lot of injuries there's some late COVID ads there's 
uh, you know, buys for a couple of big players. So we'll help you out as best as we can. First, Joe has sports. This is what you get when you wait until the last minute. It's your pick. Fine, whatever. This guy. A kicker. I like kickers. Listen up, you fantasy coaches. Mike and Rashad are here to save your butt with some last-minute injury news and roster advice. The only reason my team finished as terrible as it is because everybody on the team was hurt. Literally every single player on my team was hurt. This is Fantasy Scramble, part of Football Sunday on 1080 The Fan. All right, then it means it is time for the Fantasy Scramble. If you have any start, sit, fantasy football questions, text them in now, 503-250-1080. We've only got a couple so far, so if you are one who has had a, a miss a couple of weeks ago or the last few weeks when we haven't gotten to them all, uh, feel free. We uh, we got certainly got some room today to get some questions in. And uh, we are joined now by Jesse Osmond from Explicit Fantasy Football at PDX underscore EFF on Twitter. And then he has channels on YouTube and Facebook as well. What's up, Jesse? Not much. Just uh, wondering what the heck happened to Baltimore. Yeah, that was a very strange game on Thursday Night Football. But uh, I feel like every once in a while we see the Lamar Jackson clunker where it's just the team understands how to stop their running game and he just doesn't have a good game passing, which does happen. And I feel like that's kind of what we saw. It was. I was watching the game, and I was like, I'll run. And then it was a running play. It seemed very predictable for Baltimore, at least, watching it live. Well, a lot of anger towards Greg Roman right now in Baltimore for some reason. So um, <laughs> there, there have actually been people out there calling for his head. It's, it's been uh, a little interesting. Well, when you're a playoff team who gets there a lot and you have an MVP-level quarterback and he looks like that, I guess I'm not surprised that people will get angry about that. I do want to update, by the way, just before we get to the questions. So last week I described my quarterback situation, which was a horrific nightmare of horrors. And uh, I started PJ Walker, who didn't play, even though he should have, because Sam Darnold was terrible. And I all I said said was that karma would come and help me. And what happened? But Sam Darnold got hurt, and I got PJ Walker, who is the starter at least for a week. You know, I'm assuming Cam Newton will win that job, considering the amount of money they paid him. But uh, at least a week, I got a $0 starting quarterback because Kyler's out again, and I get to start P.J. Walker. So, karma. Hopefully, he gets me 30 points. <laughs> That's right. All right, let's get to the questions, guys. Uh, PPR flex, Melvin Gordon, Michael Gallup, or Dawson Knox, the latter two both coming off injuries. Uh, I'm not a Michael Gallup guy. There's a lot of mouths to feed in that Dallas offense, and he is on the bottom of that list behind Amari Cooper, behind C.D. Lamb, behind the running backs, so I I don't love that. Uh, So for me, it's between Melvin Gordon and Dawson Knox. Now, Knox was very, very good before he went down with the injury in Buffalo. He was getting touchdowns. He was a big, big part of the offense. Um, But he doesn't have a ton of catches in those games. It was, you know, like four or five catches. Melvin Gordon's pretty safe right now. He's going to get you like 10, 12 points. He's he's the goal line guy. Now, Javante Williams has been playing pretty well. He's got a lot of big runs so far. But uh, goal line work's been going to Gordon. He doesn't catch a lot of passes, so that will hurt you in the PPR. But I think for the safe floor, I'm going to say Melvin Gordon in this matchup. Yeah, I'd probably say Melvin Gordon as well. Um, they really fed him the ball last week in, uh, in that um, win versus Dallas. Sorry about that, Joe. And um, 21 carries last week. I think they're just going to kind of keep feeding him, so I'm going to say Melvin Gordon. Yeah, I, I got to go Melvin Gordon on this. I, I think that there obviously is a little bit of an intrigue with Dawson Knox based on what he was doing before the injury. But, I mean, you kind of pair that with him coming off an injury. Buffalo actually isn't playing up to their high level at this point in time in the season. And what 
Melvin Gordon's not just done last week, but the last four weeks in PPR. He's had a very safe floor, a really good ceiling, and um, I really do think they are going to go back and um, stick with the run again this week. They don't have Pat Shermer, which I don't think is a bad thing because Pat is the guy that likes to abandon the run. So I do think we have a better chance of sticking with it. And they are going to stick with Melvin Gordon. We've seen that. So I, I think he's the best play. This one is uh, with Alvin Kamara out. Who should I put in his place? Mark Ingram or Javante Williams? Half point PPR. Um, I love doing the one for one replacement of the guy who's out with injury. And I'm going to go with Mark Ingram. Uh, I like Javante Williams. I like what I've seen from him. But fantasy wise, he's been very inconsistent because his touches have been inconsistent. Uh, Mark Ingram is going to be the starter today in New Orleans uh, with an offense that has two backup quarterbacks and Trevor Simeon and Taysom Hill running it at various points in time. Uh, Simeon's looked actually pretty decent so far in his two games that he's been in. He's, he can throw the football uh, owed to to the uh, old Denver starting quarterback, Trevor Simeon, but I'm going to go with Ingram because I think they'll run the football with the, the backups in there and he'll get some good looks. I'm also going to go with Ingram. Yeah, I think you got to go Ingram. You know, he's got the familiarity with the system. He, he came in last week, didn't miss a step, had, you know, nine rushes for 43 yards. He had five catches, guys, five catches for 21 yards. Ooh. So in a half-point PPR, um, you're, you're not seeing that type of volume out of a Javante Williams this year. As much as I love Javante Williams moving forward, you know, it, in it, like 2022, um, I think you have to play Ingram this week. Quarterback question. Aaron Rodgers in the snow against Seattle or Carson Wentz at the Jaguars. Mm. Interesting. So, I mean, Rodgers in the snow is still good, right? Like snows all the time up at Lambeau. So I imagine that he's fine in the snow. I don't have a stat in front of me for that. Carson Wentz has been good this year. He's a pretty solid fantasy quarterback. He's been getting anywhere from, you know, 17 to 20 ish points a game, which is really, really solid. But I feel like even with the snow game, I feel like you got to take the potential upside of getting Aaron Rodgers in there, so I'm going to say Rodgers. Uh, oh, man, I know Rodgers plays well in the snow, but I'm, I'm just not convincing everyone else yet. I don't know how well everyone else is going to do in the snow. Um, but I also don't want to take. Yeah, I got to take the man AA starting one. instead of seeing the yeah. birth of a second child. Yeah, man. I mean, <laughs> no, you know what? I'm taking Carson Wentz. <laughs> that sacrifice right there. I'm willing to play this game and not see the birth of my second kid, uh, quite possibly, to to help this team get a win. Man, you gotta love that. And they're going against Jacksonville. I think he can I think he can do some things against Jacksonville. I'm going Carson Wentz. They're also gonna run the ball like eight hundred times. Yeah, I, I think you actually do have to go Carson Wentz in this situation. You talk about a guy and um Aaron Rodgers, he's had a good season, but it's not quite what we all have expected from him. He hasn't scored more than 26 points, um, I don't know, I guess, depending on what format you're looking at this season. Meanwhile, you know, Carson Wentz is, is right there. He's scored, you know, basically he's right there in the same territory as um, Aaron Rodgers, a little bit behind in, in points scored, but in a much better situation than we see at home versus Jacksonville, what he was doing last week. Finally, I think this this Indianapolis Colts offense finally got on track. And I, I honestly thought about benching Lamar Jackson for Carson Wentz. And hindsight, twenty twenty, I kind of feel like I should have benched Car- Lamar Jackson for Carson Wentz. Okay, we got a couple more. Uh, OBJ, Emmanuel Sanders, or Devonte Smith? Devonte Smith need one starter. Thanks for your help. Um, for me, 
This is OBJ. Emmanuel Sanders gets a lot of targets in the Buffalo offense. Uh, he actually gets a lot of red zone looks the most in that offense. But uh, fantasy-wise, points-wise, he's been fairly inconsistent. Uh, Devontae Smith's really difficult to trust with Jalen Hurts as the quarterback. He's had some really big weeks. Last week, he was particularly good. He also has weeks where he gets one catch. Um, normally, a guy going to a team first game after a trade, I'm a little bit hesitant about starting him. But Robert Woods tore his ACL this week. And so that means that immediately the Browns need Odo Beckham Jr. to step in to need, at least to number two, if not the number three spot for this week behind Van Jefferson. And they throw the ball like 65, 70% of the time in LA. So I'm going to go ahead and say OBJ in this one over Sanders and Devonte Smith. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say Odell Beckham as well. Um, he's got something to prove uh, to uh, tomorrow night. Prime time. Everybody's going to be watching to see him in this new Rams uniform. I think uh, Matthew Stafford knows where he's going to go. Obviously, Cooper Cup is getting a lot of targets this year, and so um, don't be surprised if you see a lot of additional coverage for him, especially over the top. So I think OBJ is going to be open, man, on those little slants that he loves to run so much. By the yeah. way, I love. I think Cooper Cup is the best receiver in football right now. You know, receiver is one of those things that changes every year. Receiver and like corner, safety. Those are the cu- couple positions that change every single year and you might be right he might be the best this year and because he might be the best he's going to get a lot of looks and Obel, Odell Beckham Jr. is going to be open yeah I remember uh, loving Cooper Cup so much coming out of Eastern Washington and Me talking too. about him oh my gosh we we talked about him a lot a lot he was on a the fancy show darling and first. yeah and and you know what he he's shown out basically his entire career he's got obviously down moments he's had injuries but this is I mean I think what we, we've seen moments like this in the past, but never the same consistency. Anyways, um, off topic there. I don't see as much of a production loss with Robert Woods um, to make me want to rush Odell into that lineup. Could he have a big game? Sure, he could have a big game. Uh, but a guy that took his time signing with the Rams and hasn't been good for a couple of years, I and part of that being he wasn't on schedule with Baker Mayfield. And so I, there, there hasn't been time to develop that chemistry. I'm worried about Matt Stafford and him. Obviously, he could break free, could have one of those Deshaun Jackson games, the, the game that Deshaun Jackson had in like week three uh, for like four for 100 and something and a touchdown. But I, I think he has the biggest chance to bust. I think your safest play is Emmanuel Sanders, ironically, um, just based on his usage, he has had one major dud the last six weeks, but outside of that, he has the most consistent floor of everybody. And then this is the last one, so short week for us today, but uh, PPR flex, Kyle Pitts or Antonio Gibson, um, both are guys who have not fully lived up to expectations this year. Some of it is because Gibson's been dealing with injuries. Uh, also, Washington football team is going to get uh, going up against Tampa. Tampa's problem is their pass defense. Not their rush defense. The rush defense is still really, really good. Uh, so I'm going to go with Kyle Pitts here just because I don't love the matchup for Gibson and with the PPR aspect of it. Gibson's not the pass catcher. That would be J.D. McKissick. Um, so if you get a couple of catches from Pitts, that's going to help you a lot. So I'm going to go Kyle Pitts there. Uh, I'll probably go Kyle Pitts. He's, you know, um, this week I know he's going to be one of the top ranked, he's, like he is every week, um, tight ends in football. So I'm, whenever you have that opportunity, I'm taking Kyle Pitts. He's always going to get targeted. Yeah, if you watch my channel over the last 
week and a half, uh, you would know what I thought of Antonio Gibson moving forward, and that is not much. He has not been very good the last three weeks before going into the bye. We're, we know that he's dealing with that shin injury. Jarrett Pattern has entered the conversation. He had 10 rushes um, heading into the bye, so that cut into Antonio Gibson's usage. We also know that this is probably more of a J.D. McKissick show just based on the fact that they will probably be chasing points. There's nothing this week that could convince me that Antonio Gibson is a good start. So with that said, I don't want him in my lineup. All right, Jesse. Well, that said, we got a short week of questions today. So uh, good luck in your fantasy matchups this week, and we'll chat with you next week. Look forward to it, guys. Thank you, and good luck with your matches. Thank you. Thank you. At PDX underscore EFF on Twitter, and then Explosive Fantasy Football on YouTube and on Facebook. All right. Well, what are you dancing for, Rashad? Because look who's in the wild card chase. Oh, <laughs> is it your team? It is. It is my team. <laughs> Just do you, saying. Do you believe? I don't. But I, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I, I don't. I'll be honest. I'll, I'll be honest. I don't. There's still, you know, there's still so much football left to be played. Like, it feels like that one additional week was really like four weeks. I don't know why it feels like the season is so much longer, but it's still, we still got a long way to go. So. We'll see. There are eight weeks or nine weeks. Nine. Tell me that's not a lot of football still left. Like, yeah, it feels like well, forever. I think there's eight games for most teams left. We right? still have another full two months of football. left. That we do. All right. Well, uh, good luck in your fantasy matchups. And we'll do that every single week at 930. But we will get to two new faces in one new place in one old place. Next, this is Football Sunday on the Fan. Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. By the by, the sound of it, the discussion we had before the show, Rashad would like to talk about Odo Beckham Jr. And that is one of the two people who is a face in a new place. And we will do that next because we have a shorter segment here. But uh, the other face in a new place that's not so new is that the Carolina Panthers have signed free agent quarterback Cam Newton. Cam Newton was a Panther for a very long time. (laughs) That was where he started his career. That was where he spent most of his career. He's replacing his replacement. I did see, I saw a very funny tweet that said (laughs) David Tepper is still paying Cam's replacement, the replacement for Cam's replacement, and now Cam is a replacement for Cam's replacement. (laughs) Because he's paying Teddy Bridgewater, Sam Darnold, and now Cam Newton. And Cam Newton is getting paid an incentive-based deal that will pay him up to $10 million for just the rest of the season. $10 million for eight weeks plus the playoffs, which is insane. And I I heard a couple people saying, like, ah, Cam's not good anymore. They're not going to give him, like, if P.J. Walker plays well, he's not going to win the job. I mean, my fantasy team hopes that's true because I have P.J. Walker for $0. But you're going to pay Cam Newton $10 million for the rest of the year. He's starting. Not this week because he just got there. But I bet unless P.J. Walker plays insanely well today and is just a, a man among boys, Cam Newton is probably the starting quarterback next week for the Panthers. And I'll be really curious to see how he does because at the end of his time in New England, it just looked like Cam didn't have it anymore he could still run the ball but he wasn't quite as fast his arm strength is basically gone because of all the shoulder issues he's had 
He still flashes it every now and then. Um, but he has, he just doesn't look like a great starting QB. I mean, you dealt with it all last year, Rashad, as, as a Patriots fan. Uh, he lost you more games than he won you last year yeah. by being just pretty below average. So I don't, I get it. You know, Sam Darnold's out for four to six weeks, but I, I also don't get it. Like I kind of, everyone else was not signing Cam for a reason. I feel like the reason is he just doesn't have it anymore. I mean, uh, it's 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 tough to say because there were times Cam would make every now and then make a play. It was like, huh, that was great. Good job, Cam. Or, you know, start a drive or something like that. And I don't want to say the, you know, from everything that we heard, like Belichick loved him and Josh McDaniel loved him. And they kind of felt like this is the quarterback that we would have always dreamed to have because it you're able to open up your playbook so much more when you have a guy like Cam Newton, you know, but not going to be honest, our receiving core wasn't the greatest last year. Uh, we missed, uh, of any roster in the NFL, uh, I think there were more players from the Patriots missing than any other franchise just based on COVID and code protocols and, you know, people just opting out to to do that. But, um, yeah, Cam is, he still, he can still do things. We just don't know what those things are anymore and how much of those he can do per game. I guess that's the big thing. Expect him to do something cool, but just, maybe only one or two things cool, not like the cam we saw coming out of Auburn first few years where he was just running past or through everybody he wanted to. I think those days are over. I do think, though, there is kind of a, an off-the-field poetic nice thing about him going back to Carolina. Yeah. The place that Full embraced circle. him, the place that he won the MVP, made the Super Bowl there. You know, Pete Cam Newton was in Carolina. And I wonder if spending 10 weeks as a free agent has potentially switched his expectations to just do the best you can to stay on a team at this point, because I know he wanted to start. And when they drafted Mac Jones in, in new England, it was like, we're going to let you go. Cause we know you want to start. You don't want to be a backup to a rookie. And obviously no one has signed him to be a starter. And it, it took a, a big injury for this to happen. And again, I'm still not 100% certain he's going to win that job. I think P.J. Walker actually has shown some pretty good flashes when he's been in there. But 99% certain he'll win the job because of the money. I just, I'm curious if maybe he'll, if he has a bad game and he really just doesn't have it, is he going to be okay with them saying, look, Cam, we got to win. And we brought you in because we need quarterbacks, but we got to win. I think they bought him in for multiple reasons. Number one, they need a quarterback. Number two, they probably need some help with fans. You know, you every quarterback you've had that was supposed to be Cam's successor, Teddy Bridgewater, played okay for a minute but didn't work. Um, uh, Sam Darnold oh started the season pretty solid. And oh, then, yeah. First three weeks, he was yeah. like, whoa. And, then and now he's Sam Darnold. You know, and so now here they are, you know, back at you, back at one. And so – at this point, man, there's nothing. They've seen the worst this season, right? Like, what else? What What's the worst that Carolina can see moving forward? I think forward? the worst was last week. That's what I'm saying. Like, oh, my seen, God. You've seen the worst at this point. And so now that you have Cam. Were you watching like, that was against the Patriots? Did you see that, Cam? I saw it. Dar- Darnold just <laughs> is like. The, the, he played for us. The play that was so <laughs> definitive to me, it defined the game. He, like, rolled out to the left, had all the time in the world, and then just threw it up in the air into the end zone. And the defender was like. Hi, I'm here. I'm got it. I got it. It's like Even I was looking at the game. that. I was like, oh, that's a pick. Why are you, why are you throwing that? That's a pick. Mr. What pick. are you doing? Mr. Interception. Yeah, that's, that's, that Especially was. Especially against Bill. That was a serious, that was a, that, that was a, a, a serious mistake. And at that point I was like, okay, this, this game is over. 
this game's over. Like we don't have to, I don't have to watch this anymore. I know what I'm seeing. So I mean, Cam at this, like you said, fair, like we said, Carolina at this point has seen the worst this season. You've lost your quarterback for the season, or at least they're acting as if they lost their quarterback for the season. And your offense is puh at this point. Like you have to figure something out. Cam Newton at least gets a few additional fans back into the building and cheering for you again. If I do. Else. I do wonder how much of this was marketing more than anything else. I mean, yeah, they need it, but. I wonder how much that was. Joe's in there eating. I see you. I see. Yeah, he's doing the Zeke Elliott eating. I'm just, we're one minute away until the rosters are locked for fantasy. And I told you guys my situation. I'm playing a guy oh. who has Big Ben playing right now, starting over Russell Wilson. So yeah. there's zero points. And then Damian Harris for the Patriots isn't going to play for today. Sorry. And he's in the starting lineup and there's another zero point. So and he's and he's going to lock with those players, you think? Oh, for sure. I mean, like if he hasn't changed them now, unless he miraculously does it in the next 30 seconds, I mean, I'll be pissed i'm trying to scrap and claw my way into a wild card right now go on a huge run so i'll take anything i can get <laughs> especially after having lamar jackson joe, and joe has defense. one win in fantasy and it was last week yes it was it was a desperate win i needed it needed to get off the off the snide and um yeah i got it but we're going for win number two and then next week number three if i lost eight in a row i can win eight in a row okay there it is there it is. Maybe, Talk uh, that team up, Joe. You know, I'm the commissioner, so maybe do some stat corrections in my favor. And, yeah, that's, uh, that's what I would do. Yeah, definitely don't do that, you <laughs> jerk. But First you know. place. <laughs> what? Yeah. All right, well, let's uh, get to hour two. Hour two is coming up next. We have Hater Love it at 1030, but Odell Beckham Jr. conversation will begin the hour, and then we will talk the Seahawks. This is Football Sunday on the Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.